Well, again, welcome. By the way, next weekend, we are going to be celebrating communion. You don't want to miss that. Today, I want to take a few minutes and I want to talk to you about changing the way you think, because when you do, you will change your life. How many of there's something in your life that you would like to change? All right. Well, Romans 12 and verse 2. Don't lay, live the way the world does. Let your way of thinking be completely changed. Now, we live the way that we live because of the way we think. And if we can change the way that we think, we will change the way that we live. So it says, let, by the way, in other words, it's not automatic. And the way that it happens is through the Word of God. That is the way you change your thinking. If you go to Barnes and Nobles and buy a book, and you begin to read that book, you are thinking the thoughts of the person that wrote the book. They've got their thoughts down there. But when you read the Bible, it is not the thoughts of Peter, James, or John, or Moses. These are the thoughts of God. It is God-breathed. It is God-inspired, right? So let your way of thinking be completely changed. So we've got to get the Bible on the inside of us in order for it to change the way that we think. Then you'll be able to test what God wants for you. And you will agree that what he wants is right, that his plan is good, pleasing, and perfect. You know, the Bible will change the way that you see yourself, others, God, money, your spouse, your values, your morals, the way you ch it'll change the way you see life, time, eternity. It will change everything. Different translations say it like this. Change the way you think. Change within by thinking of a new way. So before you'll ever change on the outside, you've got to first change on the inside. If you don't change the way you think, you won't change what you're doing, right? Another translation simply says, change the way that you think. If you think different, you will live differently. So, so just kind of a, a little foundation here in First Peter chapter 2, verse 2, it says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So the Bible's telling us for you to grow spiritually, the only way it's going to happen is with God's word. It's food for your spirit. I don't know about you, but how many of you woke up today and you fed yourself? And you're planning something after church. You came to the first service so you could beat everybody to the restaurant. <laughs> now you're planning to feed yourself. Because your physical body, you know your physical body needs food. In fact, when you don't eat, how many of you know your physical body? It talks to you. It says, feed me. Some of you, you're addicted to caffeine. It says, take me to Starbucks. Right? Your body is talking to you, but your spirit also needs to be fed and needs to be nourished. And what your spirit needs is it needs the Word of God. It says that you will grow thereby. You will grow spiritually. If you want to grow spiritually, you're going to have to take and spend time in the Bible. And I shouldn't say have to. It's a get to. Right? This is not a have to. This is a get to. Somebody said to me, you have to preach twice. I said, no, I get to. Right? It's not I don't want to, I want to. It's a privilege. And getting in God's word is not a have to, it should be a get to. 
Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Again, Jesus is comparing bread for the natural man is God's word for our spirit, right? Now, he says you will not live by bread alone. Now, now we talk about lifestyle, right? When you do things God's way, you really do live a lifestyle. When you do things the devil's way, by the way, you live a death style. It's not a lifestyle, it's a death style. I love what, what uh, Jabez prayed. Yeah, this prayer became very popular when a book came out uh, 15 years ago or so. And uh, Jabez, he, he calls on God and he said, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me. Now listen, that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. Do you know, when you, when you do evil, it always causes pain in the end. It causes pain to you. It causes pain for people that are around you. That's why when you're living a way other than God's way, it's not really a lifestyle, it's a death style. It doesn't bring life, the abundant life that Jesus came forth, came forth to have. It brings something totally different. It brings pain, it brings death, it brings misery. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Now, I think this is interesting. Moses has died, God's talking to Joshua. And by the way, at this point, there are only five books of the Bible, right? Now, when it says here, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, for them, it was literally the first five books. For us, it's the entire Bible. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein, because then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Now notice, if you'll meditate, it says then you'll observe to do according to all that's written therein. Now, meditation has kind of gotten a, a, a bit of a, a bad rap when it come, because of Eastern meditation, which is so different than Bible meditation. And when most people think about meditation, they think about emptying themselves. But Bible meditation is the exact opposite. Bible meditation is filling yourself with something. It's meditating on that thing. And, and literally the word, actually one of its meanings is to think deeply about, right? It's like when you get in the Bible, you, 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 you meditate, you see yourself and you put yourself in that verse and you see how that verse affects you. And what happens over time as you do that, you change the way you see yourself. You change the way you see others. You change your expectation, right? You begin to expect not what you've always gotten, not what the world says you're going to get, but you begin to expect what God says that you're going to get. But you shall meditate in it day and night. Meditate so that you may do. Think differently, you'll do differently, you'll act differently. Everything will change when we begin to meditate. Josh, um, excuse me, Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and have it more effectively. As we meditate in God's word, our life is going to become abundant. 
right? You're going to be a better boss, a better husband, a better employee, a better sibling. You're going to, you're going to have a better attitude about money. You're going to know how to handle a situation better when you get mistreated. In fact, in Psalms 119, it says, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. May I ask you a question? When is the last time you got offended? When's the last time somebody did something, said something, didn't do something that they should have, and you got offended? The Bible says that when we meditate in the Word, we will have such great peace that nothing will offend us, right? And really, meditation, we could say it this way, it's imagining. It's seeing it down on the inside. It's having deep, profound thoughts about that situation. Now, Hebrews 11 in verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of the things that are not seen. So what, what really what happens is we meditate, we begin to see things, and we begin to hope for things that we don't see yet. And actually, if we continue to meditate, we become fully persuaded. And at that point, it's no longer hope, it becomes faith. But what the Word of God does, first of all, it brings hope. Now, Jesus said that God's Word is like a seed that's planted. It says, first the seed, then the blade, then the stalk, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear, right? And then the harvest, right? So as we get in God's word, the immediately it's sown in our heart and it's a seed. Now, Jesus said in Mark chapter 4 that those that don't understand the word, he said, the bird, and he said that is the devil, comes and steals it away. He steals it away. So if we don't meditate on it, if we uh, literally, that word there, understand, is other places, it's translated differently. It's translated as to meditate, right? So we've got to take that word, we've got to get it down on the inside of us. And it's, again, it's a seed, and then it's a blade, then it's a stalk, then there shows up the ear, then the full corn in the ear, and then the harvest. So it's not like you get the word down on the inside in a week and, and bam, that, that, that thing grows and you've got harvest the next week. It takes time. And the thing that causes it to grow is as you and I meditate, as we think about what the Word of God says, as we come at it from every direction, as we put ourselves into that situation and say, this is what the Bible's saying about me, right? So it starts, it brings hope, right? That's how it starts. But then faith takes that hope. Now, if you have no hope, there is nothing for faith to work on. Faith only works where there's hope. So the first thing that the Bible does is it brings hope. And we'll probably get to that in a few moments. Now, unfortunately, because of the litigation in our society today, I feel like when somebody goes to a doctor, they feel like they need to give them the worst case scenario. It's like they don't want to give them any hope, right? But the truth is, you need to have hope. And what the Bible will do, first of all, is bring hope, right? That's the first thing that happens. Now, this can work positively. It can work negatively. Romans chapter 4, verse 19, just talking about Abraham. He said, he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. 
No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God. So Abraham didn't immediately have this great faith. The Bible says he grew strong in faith. His faith became great, right? Now, how did it happen? It happened as he gave glory to God. He just kept on seeing that thing that God had promised him. He kept on saying, God, I thank you. God, I believe. I see it. I see it. He kept on doing that. And as he kept on considering God's promises, and as he kept on giving glory to God, giving thanks to God, as he kept on doing that, his faith became stronger and stronger. Literally what happened, that seed that it had planted in his heart, it became a blade, it became a stalk, then there was the ear, the full corn in the ear, and then came the harvest, right? Now, your meditation or your imagination will take you in one of two different directions. And, and when we say meditation, literally we're talking about what we see on the inside, right? And, and, and really it is, it's an imagination. You see, this is what God says, and you begin to imagine, that's what's going to happen to me. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And you begin to see yourself laying hands on the sick, and you see them recover. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror, that you're an overcomer. And you begin to see the shackles of that thing that binds you begin to fall off from you. Now, again, it can work in a positive or it can work in a negative way in our lives. In Romans chapter 1, it says this in verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. They became vain where? In their imaginations. They begin to think in their imagination. They begin to picture things in their imagination, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man, into birds, four-footed beasts, creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies between themselves. Where did it start? In their vain imaginations, negative imaginations. They began to see the wrong things on the inside. And again, what God's word is to do it is to paint a picture on the inside of you where you see yourself as victorious. You see yourself as an overcomer. You see yourself blessed when you come in, blessed when you go out. You see yourself as the head and not the tail. You see yourself receiving what God has for you. See, the opposite would work like this, right? Suppose you went to a doctor. This would not happen to you, but just suppose you did. You went to a doctor and he says, you've got cancer and your chances of survival are 10%. Right? Now, you can do one of two things. You can go, oh my goodness, I'm going to die. And you start planning your funeral. And you say to your, you say to your kids, hey, you know, my favorite three Christian songs, I want them at my funeral. And Uncle Bill, I want him to be a pallbearer. And I want Sam for a pallbearer. You know, and you can begin to plan your funeral. Right? You know what that is? That is a negative imagination. The Bible would call that a vain imagination. Or you can begin to see what God says about your situations. That he forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. You can, you can get a picture from what the world tells you 
or you can get a picture from what God tells you. In Genesis chapter 11, they're building the Tower of Babel. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one. And they all have one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. See, you begin to imagine things on the inside and it changes the way that you think. It changes the way that you live. In Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, And you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So where is our mind supposed to be? It's supposed to stay on the Lord. It's supposed to stay on what God says about us. And it says when that happens, it says we'll be in peace. But when we let the world tell us how to think, and then we begin to imagine it that way, and we begin to go that way, it's not going to be peace. Right? In fact, what it's going to be is we're going to live the world's death style. We've got to keep the picture of what God says about us on the inside of us. Keep acting on the word. In Philippians, Paul said it this way. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. What's he saying? In your mind, the things you think about, the things you imagine in your mind, they need to be these good things. They need to be the word of God. In Ephesians 4, verse 17, in this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Now he's saying, look, the things that they're thinking, he says, you should not be thinking those things. That's why the Bible says to completely change the way that you think. If you're imagining the wrong thing, the negative, if everything is half empty instead of half full, if you're not thankful, if you're not glorifying God, right? How many of you realize that the default mode in our culture is negative? It really is. You know, I could, I could say to you, if you want to get to the mall, you know, go out the exit over here on Ivanrest, turn right and go to the red light, and you wouldn't think anything of it. Take a turn at the red light. But how many know it's green just as much as it is red? Right? But we just... We, we, we just have this negative, negative mode. It's a traffic signal. Go to the traffic signal and turn left, right? But what do we do? We've got this negative mindset. But what God's word wants to do inside every one of us is change the way that we are, see ourselves. God wants you to see yourself blessed, see yourself healthy, see yourself as an overcomer, See yourself as a child of God. See yourself victorious, the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, blessed in the city, blessed in the country, forgiven. You've got with a person with authority over demons where you're speaking to your circumstances and those mountains are moving. But that doesn't just happen because you read the Bible. Right? That's just the seed that got planted in your heart. And you've got to begin to meditate. You've got to begin to think deeply about what God says about you and me. And as we do that, that's when things begin to change. And not instantly. First there's a blade. Then there's a stalk. Then there's an ear. Then that ear develops and it's the full corn in the ear. 
and then comes the harvest. Don't give up because you're meditating on God's word and something doesn't happen in a week, right? The word in the Hebrew, yes, sir, is translated imagination. It actually can also be translated conception. Now, when, when, when a couple has a baby, it's not because they prayed for one. If you just pray, you ain't having no baby. There, there, there had to be relationship. There had to be intimacy. Babies don't come via storks. Right? Seed had to be planted, and it had to have time to grow and develop in the womb. Right? Our imagination is our spiritual womb. It's where we conceive God's miracle-working power. No imagination, no meditation, no thought on God's word means no spiritual conception, right? And if we can't, if, if we can't conceive it, if it doesn't, we don't first see it down in the inside, in our hearts, in our imagination, as we meditate on God's word, if we don't see it there first, it is not going to come to pass, right? And you say, well, I hope this works. It's not going to because hope alone will not bring the results that you're looking for. It's got to grow from hope to become faith, confidence, where you know that that's true. Right? In the spiritual realm, miracles don't come because we're desperate. They don't come because we have a need. But if you can see on the inside, if you get that word on the inside, and first there's the, there's the blade, and then the stalk, and then the ear, and then that ear develops, and then there's harvest time, that's when we're going to receive. Yet most Christians are waiting for the stork to bring them a miracle. But storks don't bring miracles, and they don't bring babies. Right? When the word gets down on the inside of us, planted, right, and it grows, and we water it, and it keeps growing, and we keep believing, and keep believing, it gets to the point where it's that full ear in the in full, full grown ear and it's harvest time and Jesus said then you put in the sickle that's when things begin to happen if we want to see something on the outside it first has to be conceived on the inside in our heart we've got to have the word of God in our heart in our imagination and we have to see it on the inside before it'll ever see it on the outside our imagination our heart it's the place where the word of God is sown. The Bible says if we do not understand it, and literally it means if we do not have deep thoughts and meditation about it, Jesus said the enemy comes and he steals that word. He steals it. So you can hear the Bible, but if you're just hearing it, that's not enough. You've got to meditate on it. And believe me, I'm not against hearing it. I hope on the way to work, instead of listening to whatever you would normally listen to, you're listening to the Bible, right? But you got to let it get down on the inside. And it's got to do you good. It's, it, it's got to be meditated on. you got to have deep thought about the things that you've heard. Your imagination is powerful. And if we understood this and began to consciously cooperate with how it works by spending time in the Word and letting it paint an image, a picture on the inside of us, we would be able to see God's plan on the inside. We would see what God 
wants for us. We would see us, ourselves as God sees us. We would see ourselves doing the things that God ha- wants us to be doing. We would become spiritually pregnant, right? And it would be just a matter of time before those things were harvested, before we gave birth. See God's promises on the inside, right? Begin to meditate on it. Don't just hear the word, but begin to give it that deep thought so you, it will grow, it'll change the way that you think, And the Bible says when you change the way you think, you will change the way that you act.